Station. Yes, welcome back to another episode of the Sheep Station Cup Dynasty Podcast. All those Facebook listeners would be absolutely frothing over what Peaches let go. Leave that for the uh, the check on Facebook, I guess, for everybody. Welcome back, enjoy by my usual suspects. Point of sixty nine. That was beautiful, mate. Thanks, mate. Uh, Loved it. Been waiting to do it for a while, and I thought this is the opportunity we. With the podcast, we have the intro on there. Now I can throw this one over to the Facebook audience. I liked Roll it. With it. I liked it. Yeah, it's just the timing and issue. Like, it was difficult, but we got it out there, I think. It, yeah, too right. No, I freaking loved it. It was probably about a second too long, but you know what? Okay. What do you do? And uh, guess gigantic piece of paper. How are you, mate? <laughs> pretty well, yeah. That would be I, an A3 piece, actually. I was feeling pretty big today, so went with the, the, the bigger Ooh. bit of paper. Like what? This big, this big, bigger than usual, or this big, bigger than usual? Yeah, like, like fish was not normally like this. this yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. So yeah, look, welcome back. Another episode, episode forty-three. Just uh, random fact for everybody. Um, rolling through these, I guess. Uh, coming up to the pointy end of the season, how are you all feeling about their fantasy hopes and aspirations at the moment? We'll go no live comment. to Peter, who sucks. Yeah. Oh look, no comment from me. It's <laughs> this is my season's over. You don't want to be slandering yourself, or oh look, I had the third highest score this week and still didn't win my matchup. So <laughs> you know, tough season. <laughs> it's pretty rough. You how you feeling about your uh, chances this year? Yeah, look, I think um, the hardest thing in every single league at the moment is you look across at the team. That's got Travis Kelsey in it, and if they're in the playoffs, you're like, "Fuck, it's over." Like, it's just like a position you've got to make up, and yeah, it sucks. But uh, sheep say sheep's too. I'm uh, feeling pretty good. I just got Chubb back this week. Got Golladay coming got back, back soon. Yeah, Gurley back in the lineup after the bye. Yeah, I think my team's starting to find form. Mahomes and Brady. I'm I'm loving it. Loving life, eh? Yeah, look, I'm not in Sheeps too. Uh, <laughs> You're on a downward slide, hey? Yeah, it's Carson out, David Johnson going out, um, losing Kittle. Yeah. I'm shot duck, really, so come by, I guess, if those Sheeps 2 listeners are listening. My players are what they would call for sale. So, yeah, come get them. But Sheeps 1, I mean... My apocalypse is over now, so I wouldn't say cruising. I just put up a real my lowest score of the year, but missing three quarters of my uh, my players. Hey, Chris Gow is here, good boy. You reckon you could do it again? Um, like back to back losses? Asking back to back losses. Asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. Of course you are. <laughs> uh, no digs or um, digs this week, so you know what? Probably still going to be you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, the, the Josh Allen loss is pretty big for me, so. I mean, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a pretty capable backup. Though. Yeah, got, got a good backup there. I mean, you got the pack well, stack. I've got the chief stack. So you, you're pretty much locking it in for a guaranteed win there, Chris. That's what I took from it, right, yours? He locked it in as a win. Yeah, I'll lock it in. Lock it in. <laughs> All right, I think he's locked it in. Locked it in. And he's just confirmed it, it is locked in. Well, who? Uh, matchups, 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 matchups. It'll go close. It'll go close. No, you've locked my, it in. It's, it's locked. My flex position will be the teller, but we'll see how we go. But I'll still lock it in just because you've got to have faith, you know. Uh, yeah, but look, 
we'll, we'll break down some Sheeps 2 talk a bit later, Sheeps 1 talk a bit later, and see who's really pushing for those playoff spots. But um, we'll start, as always, with uh, a bit of a, a catch-up of, of week... What week was that? Week 10. Um, a few interesting games across that week. Uh, we won't talk about the injury news, because I think by... What day are we up to? Wednesday. Everyone's kind of around the around the trap. So we'll just talk about a few things that kind of stood out to us. Um, I'll start us off because I've you know just had a quick prep, five minute prep about this. That Cardinals Bills game, hey? We should get a few more of those per year, I reckon. That was rad. What a catch, DeAndre Hopkins. Last second touchdown to win the game. It was Cards pretty good, here. I guess. I was hard. Yeah. You guess. <laughs> Just a good great, game all round, though, for the yeah, great game from say. both quarterbacks too. Just like yeah. both rolling, pretty pretty fun. Uh, Kyler going straight back to back. He's now playing Seattle, so see if he can uh, keep that game just as exciting. Remember last time they played, that was was pretty full on. So hopefully he's not too tired from that. And the Thursday night game is is a barn burner. That's what I want. So. Colour rush yeah. jerseys for the Cardinals too, so that's always a turn on. And Seattle. I don't know, hopefully, because those things are sick. Yeah. <laughs> just black on green, it'll be mad. Anything uh, that jumped out to you guys this week that floated your boats and erected the tent, if you know what I mean? We said uh, we weren't going to talk about injuries, but Drew Brees, you know, with um, all 32 of his ribs and his collapsed lungs and everything, that seems like every time you go on to... Sleeper, it's like a new notification that Drew Brees' injury has got like slightly more severe. So that's pretty exciting for to see sort of a Jameis Winston audition. Uh, finally justifies holding on to that, that roster spot with Jameis in a one-quarterback league. I knew it would pay off. Um, Just a up, surely. I have actually put waivers in a couple of weeks and, and had them fail on him, so kind of got lucky there. But, uh, yeah, pretty... Pretty keen to see what happens there, see if Taysom Hill takes any work or whether Jameis is right back to where he left off as a, a I don't know what to call him, a fruitcake that throws the ball a mile down the field every time and doesn't care if it gets picked or he scores a touchdown. He's going to yeah. try and eat some more Ws. Streaming, DS, oh, I was saying, streaming DST might be a little bit easier now that Jameis Winston is back in the game. <laughs> uh, Start the Falcons this week. Yeah, so... <laughs> wow. That's a big call. <laughs> They'll be available for pickup, I reckon. Like so, <laughs> I reckon so. <laughs> I think uh, you would hope to see that he might have turned things around with Sean Payton. Do you think he was still eating the W's after that other game when he just came off the bench? Yeah, what well, was he in this change room doing these ones? Yeah, yeah. man, yeah, that's well, the worst pre-game talk I've ever seen. Now he can actually see the W, so he'll be able to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> with that LASIK surgery, it's good. Maybe, yeah, maybe you'll be able to see where not to throw the ball as well, and maybe there won't be as many interceptions. Who knows? Petey, anything that jumped out to you this week, mate? No, we're not allowed to talk about injuries as per Chris Morris's... Um... Oh, so, well, so we'll... <laughs> Jesus Christ, here we go. Yeah. You could talk about game. Drew Locke and his stellar performance. Oh, yeah, he's... um, he's in a... He'd be struggling again because I think uh, he's in a bad position where he hasn't put up enough... <laughs> Enough good games again this season, or enough like games together to build a case for them to build around him. I think it might be very interesting, depending where the Broncos finish. That's still their biggest need on the team is a is a quarterback. But I think I'm still always in doubt with the Broncos. I'm not sure it's the 
the personnel they have, but it's the coaching as well. They're so like Drew Locke's been able to put drives together, but is it the fact that um, he can put a drive together when it's late in the game and the defenses are playing a little bit off and they're not you know bringing their A game and they they take advantage of that because they're allowing him to fight back, or is he actually when they throw the book open to him, he can play well, and at the start of the game they're just trying to script it too much and not get anything working because early on they are a very shit team where they they look they look like a bad team most bad teams do start with that um they they go three and out first drive and they look like they don't even move the ball they, they run the ball in the back of their line and go nowhere two times and then try and throw it on third down and it's incomplete it's like and you watch these good teams come out and play like they're aggressive in offense like yeah i don't understand with the broncos why they're they're being aggressive once they fall behind and instead of being aggressive at the start when like to try and push um, because you see the interceptions he throws, they're always like deep behind the yard of gain and they're trying to just, and he might push a ball into the bad coverage or throw it long, but he, he turn, does turn over a lot like down the field. Like he might throw it, be a real, like it, it's equivalent of a shit punt basically. Um, yeah. But it's still, what are they, what, I don't think it's the game plan they've got going right that's that's going to get them where they need to be. Like I would rather have seen them go out there and invest and lose games and like make him make mistakes and lose games on the back of it early on and let him try and recover instead of throwing him out there and setting him up for failure by being two scores behind against a good team that's running like you have to take some aggression to beat these teams um so i think they're not in the position where they were going to make the playoffs and you know go on a super bowl run where you need to be conservative and you have a reputation there was nothing to lose for the broncos so i'm I'm very unsure why they played it so consistently Conservatively, <laughs> there's a few teams say that are doing that. Um, we were talking about this yesterday with the Vikings and even the Bears, where you know they come out and they run on first down, or or maybe they throw on first down for a short little screen. It doesn't work. They run for two yards, and then Kirk Cousins' passing attempts are all just like, well, you got to get eight on third now, and he's just like his deep ball rate is just insane. Like he's throwing more deep balls than Drew Locke and Drew Locke second like it's the same deal they're just running into the back of the line and then putting all the pressure on him on third down to make this pass and wondering why the quarterback looks shit like what a surprise that you're not like Patrick Mahomes doesn't come out and give the ball to Clyde Edwards Hilaire twice and then try to throw on third and 12 like he he's he's throwing the ball all the time and you never know what's coming you've got to be balanced if you're not balanced defenses just know what's going to happen and they're just going to stop it every time. Like, it's, it's too one-dimensional. And you think that that's what the problem is with the Ravens at the moment, that they're just trying to run the ball too much? I think um, it's a little bit of that, but it's also... I, Lamar seems scared to take a risk or something. He's not throwing the ball down the field at all, really. And then, like, you keep... I keep hearing, like, Marquise Brown has got the most air yards, but it's the same thing. Like, it's... Oh, we got third and long, and... Marquise Brown's running pretty fast. I'll lead him and see if he can catch up to it. And he's just not like that's why his catch rates, I think, thirty percent or something like that. On these deep targets. It's yeah, they've got to start mixing it up a bit more and throwing it deep a little bit or taking some chances over the middle or something. Mark Andrews made so many big plays last year, mm. and he's just not even getting the same. Like the same opportunity is completely gone. Seems that way. I don't know. It's just... 
the amount of attempts that he has is just, you know, yeah, I think teams just, and the Patriots show this week that they can just kind of figure it out. If they just stop the run, then they're not going to get anywhere. So, a um, couple of, yeah, interesting results elsewhere across the league. Um, the Rams beating the Seahawks. Anyone surprised by this one? Or? That Rams I'm defense is so good, though, hey. Um, and the Seahawks just don't have one, but I don't know. I thought um, Russ might be able to get him across the line, and I didn't think it would be a problem for him because I didn't think uh, the Rams' offense would actually be able to get anything done here. So the Rams' offense is quietly good. They still have a lot of the same players, and I think they're just playing a bit more of a complete game that is a mix of not putting too much, like having a strong defense, but also having a quietly efficient offense. Like McVeigh, when they in the like. In the Super Bowl, they got caught out by being very predictable. The Patriots found a way to stop them, and they just the Rams couldn't change, adapt their game plan to to adjust to that. And now I think they're playing a little bit different. Where they still are losing to some teams, but they're they're grinding a bit more than just going out and just playing flashy football. Where it's just you know pass, pass, all these amazing touchdowns and big runs. But um, look. I think their defense, like Chris said, is playing is the is the key to them playing well because they are a bit better. And what they did was they were able to shut down Metcalf with um, single coverage with like Ramsey, and that allowed the, them to shuffle like more guys to lock it. And just having that on your team, like a lockdown corner like that, is a big difference in terms of how you can build your defense. Like if you can rely on one guy to take on like the best receiver in the league or one of the best receivers in the league, and at least keep him honest. A fight like you know he didn't have a a donut, but it wasn't a big scoreline, and it was enough that helped them play that extra man somewhere else. So I think that's an advantage that a lot of teams don't really have. I think that Ramsey's sort of that level, just like in in the conversation as the number one corner by a little bit of a margin for me. Yeah, I think um, that's a really good point, and even like you look at some of the not as good teams like. Um, or the Giants, but even the, the Cardinals, Pat Pete playing pretty well. Um, it just means that they can throw, like, athletes on the field for the Cardinals, to be honest. Like, just all of them are super quick, and they can just let them run around and, and make plays while Peterson, like, was Pat Pete against DK Metcalf was almost equally as effective, I think, as um, Jalen Ramsey was. So I think... Yeah, that's that's huge, and Bradbury's just been shutting down players, and I think that's pretty much like the sole reason that the Giants have been competitive in any of these games because it's it's not the offense and it's not anyone else on the defense. So I give him a he's been one of the the best defenders this year. Not I don't think he's defensive player of the year candidate or anything, but he's he's been playing real good. Been solid. Yeah. No, okay, all right. So let's go to our first question here. It's on the board uh, as you see right now. Who are your top five MVP candidates so far? I feel like this weekend has had a very, I suppose, large implications for it. Is Mahomes pulling away from the pack already? Who wants to go first? Not me. I'll yeah, I think I said this the other day, like, when Russ was throwing... He's, he's thrown, I think, 10 picks in the last four games, I heard. And it's... Yeah, these mistakes are starting to cost his... Uh, his effectiveness rating kind of thing. So it's a stats award, and if you're throwing that many interceptions, it's really a, it's really going to make your case for MVP pretty bad. So I think he's still probably second. Maybe Kyler's up there as well. He's playing pretty great football. Um, so, But I think Mahomes is just, it's just so much better. Like, he's just 
fantastic. And it's kind of like everyone wants to pick the the hot takes as MVP, but really like Mahomes is playing good even for Mahomes and his baseline level that you're rating him against is, is above everyone else as well. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a... I wouldn't say whitewash, but I think there's a little bit of distance between them at the moment. I mean, he hasn't really had a bad game this year. Um, I've heard a lot of calls recently, whether it's just because I'm listening to a lot of Cardinals chat, but Kyler chat going on. Um, I don't think you can put Lamar anywhere near the conversation. There's not many other quarterbacks that are, you know, kind of standing out ridiculously apart from Rodgers. Yeah, Yeah, definitely in the conversation. People Um, talk about Brady here and there, but he's had a few bad games. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I suppose there's – whether you can take Wilson out of the equation altogether, I'm not too sure. Maybe we'll see how he goes over the next few games. But I think Mahomes, he's been solid all year. Kyler has been solid all year. He hasn't had an off game. Um, they've lost a couple, but, you know, he hasn't been off on that game. Maybe one or two errant throws or, you know, a quarter or two that weren't exactly what you needed. But, you know, he hasn't exactly done anything wrong. But, yeah, I still think it's Mahomes. Petey, any comments on that one, mate? Or? I think I'll like- – Chris just said it. Um, Aaron Rodgers is definitely definitely have to be a contender in there as well. I think he's the the fourth guy that's been consistent, um, and it's probably going to be the one that leads his team to a Super Bowl. I mean, or deep in the playoffs with the best record. Um, I, I would, I would, I'm not like I could say Josh Allen's name, but Josh Allen's not going to win. It. Josh Allen's not going to win the MVP. I don't think he. Um, he'd have to come out and. Throw for 400 yards, five touchdowns or something ridiculous in the last games to, I think, move up above where these other guys have sort of been in terms of consistency. Like, he's been good. Um, he's had that a couple of weeks where they, they weren't... He wasn't as great. So, I think mm. to overcome them, he has to be even better than these guys mm. who probably are going to finish the season strong as well. So, he's probably got too much to too much ground to make up. Um, I was going to say, is there, no one thinks there's a player outside of a quarterback that could... James Robinson. Jesus. <laughs> He's Talk about out of left field. Here we go. James Robinson is going to be the rookie of the rookie year that doesn't win rookie of the year because there's three <laughs> stellar quarterbacks that are fighting for it. But, um, yeah, he's been absolutely incredible, but he's a running back. Um, I think, or just Rogers to, to go back on that, I think maybe his stats because that's, that's really where this award is driven from, Yeah, are going to be a little bit better than Kyler's and definitely better than Russ's at the moment. But I also think, like, sort of the narrative around Russell Wilson means that, like, if he goes out on Thursday night and throws four touchdowns and no interceptions, he's all of a sudden going to, like, rocket back up in the odds because it's sort of just... There is a little bit of narrative to this, like, oh, he's been so good for so long, but he's never won it. He's never even had a vote, so... I think there's going to be a little bit of that in there for Russ that keeps him elevated, even if people don't really think he's been that good lately. Yeah, stats-wise, I think that's why it's going to be a quarterback kind of uh, vote for the MVP. Um, just looking at the stats between Rodgers and Murray at the moment, because have uh, got a second part to this question by the looks of it. Uh, where do you guys put Rodgers amongst Murray and Wilson? Um what do we got here? Aaron Rodgers, 26 touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, Kyler Murray, 17 touchdowns, eight interceptions. That's not looking at what they're doing on the ground. Um, Kyler's got a touchdown pretty much in every single game, rushing-wise, um, and then multiple in a couple. So, amount of touchdown-wise, about the same. And I think 
if I'm picking between, I suppose, Kyler and um, Aaron Rodgers, I think that Kyler gets a nod in terms of stats just because he's got two, four, six, eight, ten touchdowns rushing, you know, pushing towards the 1,000-yard mark in terms of uh, what he called forecasting it. So, I don't know. I Watching him play, I suppose, as well, uh, he's a little bit more exciting, but, you know, excitement doesn't exactly vote for a, or take a vote for the... Um, MVP award, but yeah, look, I think it's still Mahomes. Uh, where do I put Rogers amongst Murray and Wilson in terms of position-wise hmm. for an MVP race? It'll be Mahomes, Russ. Oh, I flip a coin with the other two for me, to be honest. Let's go, Rogers, Murray. Look, the one thing you I was going to say with the how you use the rushing touchdowns for uh, Kyla for Kyla. It's interesting for me there, like, is it, do you take, is that an advantageous thing that he's scored at rushing touchdowns over the running back scoring a rushing touchdowns in a different offense? Like, sometimes it could be, depending on where they, if it's a rushing touchdown from 40 yards out, but if it's a walk-in from five yards, I mean, and the, if the running back would have walked in for Rodgers or team, sometimes that's different. But I'm not saying that's taken into account in how it's voted, but in terms of their, I think it's all on a lot of stats, but a lot of perception as well, so... Hmm. Both teams are doing good things on the ball. I think one thing that Rodgers has in his favour is his low turnover rate, which makes him yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, um, much better. I think, I think Pete hasn't been watching uh, Packers games as an Aaron Jones owner lately, because Aaron Rodgers gets to the one yard line and just throws a pass throws every time. Lately, he has thrown like, like the other week. He threw four out of five attempts from the one yard line. And you're just like, are you kidding me? Like, Aaron Jones is there. It's like one of the best touchdown scoring running backs and they, they throw three touchdowns from one yard. You're like, losing my mind. But, um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good point is that, yeah, Kyler's running a lot of short touchdowns that other teams are just handed off to their running back and they've done the job for them. So, yeah, I kind of see Kyler as a little bit behind. I don't think he's going to win it this year. I've got to think as well, like, what won the... the... MVP last year, I know um, Jackson threw a few more touchdowns, but uh, I think it was based off, or you know, a lot of the reason that he won it was off the back of his rushing as well. So, you know, dual threat, who knows? But uh, yeah, look, I'd probably still put Rogers just a sniff ahead, just as you said, based off that turnover. I mean, three interceptions across the, the year, um, two of them in one game. It's pretty impressive so far. The seven and two record, I think, helps a little as well. Mm. Um, that 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 is a little bit of a consideration, so that's why. Um, Jeez, the Cardinals are only six and three, mate. They're only one game behind. Yeah, well, you know who else is six and three? Every other person in our division. Tua, except for you, Niners. It's played three games, mate. Come on. Yeah, it's three wins, mate. It's got more wins than the other two rookie quarterbacks. It's got more wins than almost the bloody Giants, Redskins, oh, uh, football teams. It's got the same the right division. People are as everyone in that division. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. They're all on three wins, aren't they? No. Three and two. Wow. Something like that, yeah. And then there's like a three, five, and one, and yeah, whatever. Anyways, but yeah, look, what do you do? Um, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But at the moment, it's Mahomes. A little bit of daylight, and then the rest of them. Because, yeah, he's just a stud. Love watching him play. He's good to own as well on a fantasy team, so happy days. Um, all right, let's uh, get into the, 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 the nitty-gritty shit here, eh? Talk about some uh, some Survivor. Survivor updates. It's Tribal Council night, of course. Torches have been lit. Jeff Probst's standing at the altar, ready to read some votes. So who wants to do Survivor 1? Which Jeff Probst wants to do Survivor 1? Oh, hang on. 
All right, I'll give Survivor one a go. Do we have we have all our foes in? Oh, actually, do we have all the votes in? No. We have all bar one, so that person's just going to have to vote for themselves, which is just unlucky, I guess. All right, so if I, do I just read it out? Yep, good chat. He can vote for himself, and he can be whatever number you want. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah well, you did a standard, uh, you know, once the votes are read. Oh, once the votes are read, the decision is final. You'll be asked to leave the trouble, cancel area. Do we do the recap bit at the start? Like, you know, Survivor 1, Father Koala, with a pretty convincing win of a movie oh, yeah, with a score of 138.18. Um, and he's safe in the vote this week, so he's got the, that necklace around his neck. Um, with the wide receiver challenge of the week, we had multiple different strategies, some going all out, some people going uh, for the time. <laughs> Father Koala wins the reward by 0 0.1 of a point. Get that. Get that. <laughs> You're reading it verbatim. It doesn't make any sense. You're reading it. Get The anonymous Ibex is doing strange things here. Who's changing? Uh, classic. Hey. Oh, keep it professional, mate. Look, someone changed the word as I was typing it. Going for the lol. Father Koala wins the reward by 0 0.1 of a point. Get that, huh? Get your votes in as we are going to vote off the 10th member and we will have a third. Well, we already know this. So remember our jury now. <laughs> so the votes are in, right? <laughs> I'm so red. Oh, classic. Yeah, let's, yep, let's read the votes. votes are red. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Which which Merge Tribes, Chief? Uh Yeah, Merge Tribes, Survivor 1, up the top. Normally the producer writes out the order of these I need to read them into. But Good grief. Are you with They are written out in order. Come on. Hello. Start with number one. Hello. Yeah, I have to find uh, which week we were. Which? What are you talking about? It's the second tab. Oh, second tab. Merge tribes, not new tribe. All right. So number uh, one. Well, I just dropped out for like twenty seconds. There, we all good. Yep, we're all good. All right. Vote one. Jay Coon. Don't think you can call him that anymore, mate. Oh, sorry. JC double N. JC Oon. The second vote in Dynasty Kiwi. Mm, third, interesting. Third, third vote in Father Koala. Fifth vote J Coon. Uh, it's AEC double O-N. We want to do the first um, vote now. Yeah, no, I'm coming back to that one. Um, the seventh vote, Prodigal Son. <laughs> Far out. And the fourth, which is actually the final <laughs> vote, is for uh, JC double O-N. Um, so that's JC double O-N has been voted out with four votes. Um Please drop all your players, distinguish your torch, and go home. Did you say distinguish, <laughs> distinguish your torch? I think we all learned that Pete's never going to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> the tribe has spoken, J.C. <laughs> distinguish your torch. I can't wait to see the reactions to that one. Uh, Jake Coon is going home. That's all right, so it. am I doing the other one? <laughs> uh, I think we'll leave that one for you as well. Good stuff. Yeah, good. 
All right, Survivor 2. This is the fun league anyway, right? Uh, what a week that was. Immunity wow. challenge. Uh, there's a bee stick in it. Zombies 203 takes the win by 0. 0.02 points. Wild. That's ridiculous, uh, huh? Yeah, talk about close, eh? Uh, he wins immunity, safe from the vote this week. Pretty close to the reward challenge this week, but CM Bass <laughs> takes the win with a score of 63.7 from his wide receivers. That was a bit of a thrashing. He did pretty well. So... Uh, all the votes are in. Uh, no one's played a hidden immunity idol that I'm aware of. So I guess I'll go tally the votes. Do we want to talk about the crazy trade that just went down a minute ago, or we get to that? Oh, up? yeah, let's quickly flash that out. I think, uh, who was it? Naki Styles traded his entire team away to the... No, the Fantasy First Down traded his t entire team away to Naki Styles. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, see what the... A little bit of a last-minute tribal, uh, tribal council panic session or something. Yeah, we got first vote, Naki Styles. Second vote, Naki Styles. Two votes, Naki Styles. Those players, he just got uh, not looking great. Third vote, Fantasy First Down. It's two votes, Naki Style. One vote, Fantasy First Down. Fourth vote, W. Thompson. Fifth vote, W. Thompson. That's two votes, Snarky Styles. Two votes, W. Thompson. One vote, Fantasy First Down. The sixth vote, W. Thompson. That's three votes, W. Thompson. Two votes, Snarky Styles. One vote, Fantasy First Down. One vote left. The tenth player voted out of Survivor... Sheep Station Cup, Mishnah's Cup, Podcast Edition number two, W. Thompson. Four votes. See you later, mate. The tribe has spoken. Please cut your players immediately. Wait, yeah, tell please them to cut all your players. Well, and distinguish his torch. Yeah, distinguish your torch, please. Just, yes, definitely. Don't forget to distinguish <laughs> it. It's going to be forever. <laughs> forever be what it's known from now on. Yes, all right. So well, there are our third members of our juries. Fantasy first uh, down survives, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Probably so thinking he was gone, traded away all these players. Uh, don't give them back, and... Naki Styles. Yeah, That's my on. advice. Stuff them, you know what I mean? Yeah, but look, third jury members, so stick around and uh, follow the rest of the action. But um, I don't know if this one's a, a blindside or if this one was an interesting one. But uh, I'll tell you what, we do need to mix this shit up a bit. Um, and I think that definitely is just what just happened. So, yeah. Going from my perspective, that was totally unexpected. Well, there you go, mate. Nice. Good to see. Uh, hopefully you're in the chat and you can see what's happened. But um, we have no insider information here apart from the fact that some dude just got voted off. So... Yeah, I can't wait for show, a hey? reunion show. Hey, yeah. We actually might have to have a final tribal show and actually get people to ask, what did you do in terms of, you know, trying to win this game? You know what I mean? Oh, get yeah. Get full-on tribal oh, the jury has so to we be know live. how they think that they won their game. Yeah, the jury's got to... I reckon the jury's got to be live, yep. So we'll organise that, organise that on the chats, get all the dates sorted so everyone's there. But uh, I think that sounds like a fucking good plan to me. What do you reckon? Mm. Oh, mm. happy days. All right, well, yep, interesting stuff. Now, talking point, as per usual, to wrap up the show. Um, what, about half an hour yet? Plenty of time. Uh, we're going to look at uh, Sheeps, probably Sheeps 2, more than Sheeps 1, uh, in terms of the, the playoff push, because here we go. What are we up to? Week 10, playoff start when? Week 
14 in that league. So, you know, only a few more weeks to scrape a, a spot in that uh, elusive playoff run. And then, uh, yeah, Sheep's won. There's only about five people that can actually really make it. <laughs> so uh, do we want to start quickly, get through uh, Sheep's one, or just ignore it completely? Well, look, it's, it's a, like me, you, Timmy, right? And then Gerg is sort of sitting in that spot, but maybe not feeling real safe with a pretty inconsistent score coming by. And I think the the good thing for him is he's only got one team behind him, one win behind, and then there's uh, a bit of a gap. There's Dino in six, two wins behind, so he's got a couple of a bit of a buffer there. But yeah, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Survivor Two. That's uh, Survivor Two Sheep's Two. Bit of interesting stuff going on there. So, in before the Seymour shit trade comments started, what's this guy talking about? All right, so at the moment, let's just roll through the table because um, it is as tight as a nun's Nazi. We've got Jovalini at uh, 7 and 3, Dynasty Kiwi at 7 3 in second. Benno, Bo Callahan, Dino, Wizman 92, Seymour 369, all on 6 and 4. So that's third to seventh. <laughs> All on six and four, so it's tight as. I'm somehow on six and four, not too sure, because I'm the uh, third lowest scorer in the entire league. And then Jono Hartles, four and six, Tropical Cyclones, Tom Wally, Poyta, and Mikozzi, the battler, on three and seven. So, Who's what are our thoughts here? Oh, Mikozzi, the battler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't set a lineup. And the Mikozzi with no cheese, let's, let's just go with that. <laughs> so, was, what are our thoughts here? Here we go. It was pretty great to get that win, thanks to Justin Jefferson over Dino and shoot up past him. It's finally, I'm starting to look up the table. I think I was in six with the top score in this league before this week. And yeah, I've got a pretty, pretty good score in this league. So I'm pretty happy. Um, I think this is going to be, this is really like anyone. And it's one of those leagues where you got like, what, five people on the same score. So like one week just totally turmoils the table because it's on record and, you never, you never know where that record's going to go. It's so hard to work it out. Once you know you got more than two players in and there, it's like, oh, he's beat him, but he beat him, and he beat him, and he beat him, and it all just goes around like mad. So I think it's going to be a very exciting end to the season. Who do you guys like in this league? Pete, you want to start us off? I was going to say, John's made a little uh, sneaky push. Towards the top, he was, you know, back in, I wouldn't say far off, but he was hiding, not with, uh, in first place. And now he's probably popped up in the lead there, which makes it, um, brings him in into like clear contender. And I think Kiwi's been going good. All, all, all six teams at the top have been fairly good. Um, some of the teams have some, a bit more stacked than others, I think, with some weapons they bought, uh, like Bo. And uh, Wizman92, both have made some big trades. So I think, I'm not sure whether Kiwi, he had a few as well. So it'll be interesting to see whether anyone's in a position to go again, make another push to buy, you know, an upgraded player that they can start over whoever they're starting now to really try and solidify it. So I think anyone in that in that range is a, re- is a real chance because that's the good thing about this league. It hasn't been knocked down and demolished too quickly yet. Uh, like, because his team is not doing great, but he... Hasn't really sold he's anyone. T- he's for... been tanking. Yeah, but he doesn't have much capital, I think, behind it, does he? So, unlike our mate Poyda, who has um, seven first-round picks in the next two years, uh, a three and seven, only just lost to our mate John O at four and six. So, you know, 
It'll be a good, uh, interesting finish here. Me and Tom Morley play each other. I know we're not talking about playoffs, but what do you do there? Do I try to beat Tom so his pick's lower and I control my pick higher, or do well, I leave? It doesn't make much of a difference, really. I mean, one's going to be higher, one's going to be lower, right? Yeah, but I mean, what, what do I want to control more? Do I want to control that, that second Probably pick? Probably second-round pick, yeah. yeah. But who cares? Yeah, I think um, all these teams up here, like, looking through them, they've all got a pretty good chance. Hopefully, uh, for Jov, the he's not going to lose Bridgewater for too long because that'd that'd hurt a fair bit. Because I don't know that he. I'm has saying Jov is going to slip way down this bench. I mean, this this ladder. Jonathan Taylor hasn't been before me. He's got Mike Davis. CMC mm. comes back probably next week. Adams obviously doing good things. Landry, meh. Uh, Darren Waller. He's been. Uh, Last couple of weeks, I suppose he's been he's been fine apart from last week. Alshon Jeffrey is currently in his flex, who just donutted. Apparently, he's going to get more playing time. He's getting some decent production out of Claypool, but yes, he's going to lose Bridgewater at least a week, maybe two. Um, his backups are Rudolph, Mariota, and Stidham, so he can't start any of those guys. Um, his depth at running back is James White, Howard, who just got cut, Montgomery, who's got uh, problems coming out of his eyeballs, and then his wide receiver depth. T.Y. Hilton is his only real name. I think he's gone. <laughs> yeah, I actually think um, the four teams behind the top two are, are stronger. Yeah. Looking at the rosters, um, I think there's going to be a, a little bit of a, a flip around there somewhere soon. Um, it's crazy this league, looking down the, the list of how many people have more than like 60 bucks of fab. It's There's just nothing available on this league's waiver wire every week. You look through and you're like... Yeah, who do you spend it on? All right, so let's just look at this trade that's gone through for uh, Petey and, and Wizman 92. Wizman 92 pushing for a playoff spot. He's 6-4, and four and he gets to play uh, the team number one, Jovellani, 7-3 and three here. So I thought I'd bring this up now. It's Amari Cooper and Melvin Gordon, who has gone to Poyta 69's roster for Rob Gronkowski and Daniel Jones. I think this is an interesting move. I'm keen to see what... trying to pick a winner here. What Chris Gow thinks of this trade. Yeah, Chris Gow, hit us up. Who do you think wins? Let me post yeah. it on the old page so uh, everyone knows what the hell I just said. I think um, this is Greg. He needs a quarterback now for Nick Foles, potentially. Um, so he had to make a move and get himself a quarterback right now. Um, so I think he's trying to buy himself a bit of a win here. He's got a pretty decent wide receiver core still with Judy Smith-Schuster, Cup, and who else does he have? He's got Ayuk and um, Higgins, I think, yeah. as well. Yeah, he's, 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 he's pretty confident. Yeah, Brandon, yeah, that's pretty great. Um, so he had the depth. You're not really sure. Like, Amare Cooper probably toss a coin this week as to whether Andy Dalton's going to bring their offense back from the dead or just they're going to um, flop over the finish line for the end of the season and, and Dak's going to go somewhere else and they're going to draft a quarterback top two. Their team could go either way right now. Like I, I have no idea what the Dallas Cowboys are. They've been missing offensive linemen everywhere. Um, maybe some of them come back and they improve, or maybe they don't, and maybe it's just they suck. So it's a bit of a risk getting rid of Cooper, but it's also like, you know, if it pays off for him, tight end premium, Rob Gronkowski's been playing pretty... He's been pretty much one of the only maybe four reliable tight ends this year. Daniel Jones has 
got a pretty high floor and he, he desperately needed a quarterback. So, um, yeah, I can see why he made it, but it's a bit of a weird trade. It's a bit of a strange one, especially now that I'm just checking back on this, that he's lost Foles probably to injury and now he's got a buy, but then he traded for a quarterback that is now on buy. So yeah. he can't even use him this week. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think of that. So I don't know what the strategy was there. but um, And I think Melvin Gordon's going to give him still a pretty safe floor. Murray Cooper's still got... You know, if it is uh, Dalton, he's shown that he targets Amari Cooper a little bit more than the other wide receivers. So I think a bit of a strange move again from, from Greg Wisman. I think he's just got that. Oh, I haven't had a made trade for a little while. Maybe I need to make a trade. <laughs> or is the I still love Rob Gronkowski. Give me my Rob Gronkowski. I don't know. Mate, just waited I, for him and... I have been hitting Greg up with Gronk trades all season long. Or just yeah. little mini delays, moving it around. Um, but I think, like, it's probably a good move for him. He, like, it... Greg was an ideal team that needed a tight end as well. Um, the quarterback he probably had a need for. The two positions he probably didn't need was an extra running back and a, and a wide receiver that he probably wanted to make some value on. I probably would have nearly made this trade without Melvin Gordon in it. He was like was included in there. But for me, I, I don't know. I might have considered Amari Cooper for Daniel Jones and Gronk. But mm. I think the one point is, for me, I don't need... I'm not buying Amari Cooper this season. Um, I'm buying him for the future um but it's that or even just capital yeah and even the future realistically in this is whether um is what is daniel jones like if daniel jones comes out to be a top five quarterback for years to come then it doesn't look like such a good trade if he's just a competent starter for you know a few years and then never really there's always that conversation is he the franchise quarterback you know those teams they always go around like um but i think he's probably going to be one of those guys that will stay in New York as the quarterback, um, probably sign a next deal and then sort of be in that level of like perhaps a bit below Jared Goff type thing where there's a bit of hype or a little unsure, but they get paid and they still are the quarterback and they, they slowly grow, but fantasy-wise, they're never going to be Patrick Mahomes level. Or that top. At least Daniel Jones does have that a little bit of rushing upside. Like So for, from a fantasy perspective, it's, it's pretty good. And I think the Giants have won too many games now to get a quarterback. Like, I think facing Dallas, Washington, and and Philly still again, they're probably going to fluke a win out of one of those games, and maybe they'll sort of sneak another win somewhere else, and then five wins, that's that's not really... That's maybe fringe top ten pick, and that's not getting you a new quarterback, really. That, or not one that you're sure is better than Daniel Jones anyway. So yeah, I, I think, think they'll probably... There's other things that they need more than Daniel Jones, like defensive players. So I think that's where it's going to go for the Giants. We've got some feedback here from old Gowie. Uh, weird one, because on paper you think Cooper and Gordon are much better players, but on current form I feel like Jones is more upside and Gronk could be good for current form. And Jones does play for the Giants, so he could get killed next week with the O-line. Also, Lindsay is splitting time with Gordon. Gordon's at about 60% of snaps. Lindsay's at about 30% of snaps. And do we think Cooper will leave Dallas for a better team? I think if you asked me that about before the DAC injury, I would have said no. He wouldn't leave. See you later, Seamus. The cow. Oh, am I gone? Oh, you're back. Yeah, so he wouldn't leave the Cowboys, but you know what? They might try and get rid of that contract. And, uh, yeah, look... Dak Prescott make a big difference to that team, so maybe next year it'll be even better. But uh, I don't think he would choose to leave based off the starting yeah. uh, start of the year. I think um, Amari Cooper fits that mold of like being an asset that 
is tradable by a team. Like he's not a, I wouldn't say he's he's paid a lot, but he is still young. He's not an old wide receiver that's paid a lot. Um, he's shown that he can change teams uh, from Oakland to Dallas. He was traded in, sort of fitted in straight away there. So he's got that ability, I think, to to be moved, and teams will be would consider it. It just depends on what Dallas's price would be yeah. for him. Right? He's he's that right kind of player where it's like. What he does well is, is run routes, so it just translates everywhere. Like, go and do this route, and he's good at remembering them, obviously, so he knows exactly where to be all the time, and he gets separation. So quarterbacks like him, and he, he gets targets. For some reason, Derek Carr loved him and then decided he wasn't interested at all anymore. I, I have no idea what that was. But he's going to quickly adapt to any playbook, I think. So, yeah, he could get traded, but I really think that Gallup is gone. I think that's that's the move that the Cowboys are most likely to make for me. And it really depends. Like, if, if they are bad and they end up with a very high pick, because they've only got two wins at the moment, they're going to be sitting there long and hard and thinking, do we just draft a rookie and let Dak go? But I don't know. It's pretty hard to do that. Yeah. I don't know. Do they trade Dak? Dak? I think if Dak was let go or traded, there'd be such a big. They can't trade him, right? Because no one's going to want to. No. There's no. No one's going to want to have that. But it's like if he was let go in free agency, even though that injury, I'm sure there'd be a a swarm of teams that mm. their quarterback is much worse. Like, I'd be hoping the Broncos would be going after Dak. Like, but there's oh, there's plenty of teams that be getting half the league after Dak. Like, yeah, there's plenty of teams. Um, you know, you might see the end of Drew Brees. Maybe they go after Dak. Like, there's hundreds. Patriots. Almost 32 teams that we could do worse than Dak Prescott. Not really yep. anyway. um, but, yeah, look. Um, I, I don't know about... If, if Gallup does move on, someone's going to score an absolute stud of a wide receiver because that guy is a lot better than what he's been putting out. He's, he's, yeah, he's a very good route runner as well. Good hands. Um, so if he does leave, uh, as you said before, someone's going to clean up there because, yeah, he's a good up-and-comer and still very, very young. So... Um, all right, let's just have a look at, at the last couple of teams here that are really pushing towards this this playoff spot. We've got Bo Callahan um, that's off off the back of essentially Darwin Cook absolutely killing it, getting some production out of Antonio Gibson, uh, sneaking in some Jacoby Myers here and there. Um, lose lost Ryan Fitzpatrick, but uh, he's he's been all right without him. And then yeah, he's got a bit of depth on wide receiver. He's got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey that are just coming back off by, so as well as uh, Johnny Smith who could uh, fill in at his flex essentially because of those tight end premium points. So this is a pretty good team here for Bo Callahan. Um, so he could really push towards it. Any uh, weaknesses we see on his team, or he'll be ready to go. Okay. Cool. Uh, this team looks pretty good to me. I think um, there's probably that risk of. He's only really got two starting quarterbacks. If they're all yeah. done with their buyers, he just sits and sets and forgets, I guess. Oh, but I'm not talking about buyers. I think there's buyers in case one goes down. Yeah, injury type thing. So. Yeah. I cannot for the life of me figure out this league because I, I look and I've got two quarterbacks too, just got Brady and Mahomes. And I look down the list and you look at every team and none of them have spare quarterbacks. Like, there are no spare quarterbacks. It's crazy. I mean, he's holding Garrett Gilbert, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Philip Walker and Chase Daniel, so that's pretty high quality stuff there. You've got to have some of those. I think that this type of league, you need to be holding some backups that... Well, Philip Walker's going to start this week, so I can't really blame him. Okay. Can have some value, right? Because I think there's there's just nothing on the way. Like if you leave it up to the waiver wire, you're never going to get anyone. 
Uh, and there's also the depth of the, the roster. Like, your team becomes really bad really quickly. So what's the point? We're going to hold like a, a fringe wide receiver that sees two snaps a game or someone that doesn't do anything but, he, but has a chance if an injury happens. You yeah. could just cruise by with Cole Beasley on your bench and then throw him in your super flex spot while your quarterback's on by and get 27.9 points. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's looking pretty good. I'm, I'm liking the look of his team. I think he'll go pretty deep here. Um, not much in terms of, oh, goodness, depth on the, the running back spots. But then Dino, he's, he's got issues at running back. He's uh, the next, what is he at, fifth. Uh, he's got James Robinson and Gio Bernard in his starting spot at the moment. No running back depth unless you can continue Drake on the bench. Um, Just pause there for a second, Chris. So you think um, Melvin Gordon might be a good option for this team? Yeah, it could be, to be honest. He might need something like a safe floor kind of guy for that running back too. He's got James Robinson doing stuff. So maybe Melvin Gordon. Drake I'd probably pay, probably pay maybe a second for him if I was him just to get that playoff push going. Uh, Kenyon Drake is there, but he's not really, I suppose, being con- as consistent as you like. I suppose you can squeeze him into a running back too, but then his wide receivers that he's starting at the moment, um, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, pretty solid. Jalen Rager, Mike Evans, hit and miss on those two. And then his depth, you'd be looking at guys like Christian Kirk. and um, That's the only other one you'd start. So, yeah, look, I think you could do worse than trading for a Melvin Gordon, question mark. Have you been throwing off his head? Is that what you're saying, Poyter? No, I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> just trying to. I'm trying to build up the the hype of the Yeah. Here's all the quarterbacks: Derek Carr, Jake Luton, whatever his first name is, Louis Vuitton, and Tua and Tua and Herbert. He's got who he drafted in the rookie draft, so he ended up with four starting quarterbacks. So that's where they all are. Did you just call Jake Luton Louis Vuitton? Yeah. 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 Right. Is that like a thing? Uh, everyone does it, right? Oh, really? Oh. Louis Luton. Yeah. yeah. There you go. After All right, that, and then uh, who else have we got here pushing? Wizman92, he's pushing for a spot here with uh, his intriguing trades just recently. Baker Mayfield, his quarterback, that's going to be a struggle. Uh, Daniel Jones and Nick Foles, also going to be a struggle. Uh, but then he's got Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, and he's running back spots. Depth with there with uh, James Conner, Caleb Ballage coming out and doing some stuff. Um, Damien Harris also coming out and doing some stuff uh, more recently. Uh, and then Juju, uh, Jerry Judy, Cooper Cup, uh, T. Higgins. Uh, I like this as a bit of a sneaky. Brendan Ayuk, um, Jared Cook, tight end. Rob Gronkowski, tight end now. I think it's a, a sneaky little... Hmm, I don't really want to be playing this guy. No. Rather yeah, than, a, uh, you know what I mean? Good team other than the quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and then we won't worry about uh, CMOS 369 teams. He's just filling in the numbers at the moment, and he'll slide down the board. So, Did you just skip my team entirely, by the way? We I spoke did. about your team enough, really? Okay, cool. Yeah, look, um, when you got to start, when you're starting Miles Boyk and, and Drew Sample, um, things aren't looking great. Oh, Corey Clement Moss, what's the go there? I had to start him this week because all of my running backs are dead. David Johnson was out. Chris Carson was out. He scored a touchdown. He had one carry for one yard and a touchdown or something stupid like that. Uh, But Clyde Edwards there will come fill back in. Hopefully uh, we see David Johnson back. Um, My wide receiver depth is absolutely dog's breakfast. Uh, And my tight end, Drew Sample, I just don't have any tight ends now because Gittle's gone. And uh, Ross Dwelly, his his admirable backup is... uh, also out this week for bye, so happy days. Feeling really good about this team until uh, week one started. Yeah, look, Moz, I think 
I think you're missing like the Chris Carson injury. Him, if he can come back and be healthy and play, that should give your team a bit of a boost uh, to have the. Well, three yeah, it would, ideally it would be Carson Johnson, Clyde Edwards, Alaire in my running back spot instead of Clement Fournette, and then starting Miles Boykin in my flex. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, mean, I feel that. Um, I'm just looking down your bench to find someone better there. Yeah. I think you'll have to look uh, at no, someone else's bench. <laughs> yeah. Like so, so. Melvin, uh, Melvin Gordon might look good here as well. I think I need receivers and tight ends more than I need Melvin Gordon. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like look, if anyone wants to come buying, I'm well and truly selling. Um, and I've also got 95 Fab here ready to go for this week. But there's just a zero to pick up. So, there's you know, nothing. It's pretty shite. Could trade for Cole Beasley. I'd, yeah, Gullet. let's go. I'll take him. All right. What, what else are we doing here today? Yes. I mean, uh, I think that's it, isn't it? I got my uh, Melvin Gordon plug-in. Yeah. Uh, I think you're, you're under contract, right? So you, you have to get at least four mentions of a Denver running back. Um, oh, no, Cust has lost him. Well, that's no good. Simons uh, is gone. That'll probably oh. be the end of our show. So. Oh, he's going here as well. Everyone watch him on the stream. He's spinning. <laughs> this will be interesting because Simons um, is potentially is hosting this. So how do we... Uh, I'm back. back. We have one more question from Chris Gow. Last question. Are the Bears absolutely garbage or do I just have recency bias after watching the game against the Bikes yesterday? They were minus two yards in the third quarter. They picked up their first first down with like two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Yes, they are absolutely garbage. Um, yes. 